Episode 5, coming right up. We've got a lot to talk about. James is back with us. James, how you doing? Back here, back here. Better than ever. Better than ever. Um, Anzac Day Clash, that's the uh, the main one we're talking about tonight. We've also got uh, Sydney's big win over Hawthorne covered and lots more. So let's get straight into it. Wednesday with Collingwood recording a big win over Essendon. It was a close win, but they got up in the end. Joe Blair kicked the goal. James, was it a goal? It was a goal. It came off his foot. They shouldn't have gone a video technology, goal line technology. Shouldn't have done it. Took away the spirit of the game. It was a goal. It kind it of it goal. ruined the intensity a bit, didn't it? When people were waiting and waiting and waiting for the, the review to happen. But there was nothing contentious about it in the end. I mean, I heard Essendon fans still complaining about it on the way home, saying... Either it hit his hand or it hit his calf or whatever, but it, it's a goal. It definitely so, did hit his hand. I don't know what they're complaining about. But they, it, was a, it was a thrilling game, but you're still watching that game. I still don't think either side really hit their premiums throughout it. I don't think um, Collingwood played as best as they could. I don't think Essendon did either, but they took the lead late in the last quarter when Stanton kicked that goal, and I thought they'd won it. I thought they won it as well. I was at work at the time. On the, he was on the TV there, and I thought they won it. And... Yep. Up come Collingwood, Jared Blair kicks it in the last couple of minutes and took it out. Yeah, so it was a a big game and I mean Essendon they, they played well, they fought to the end, but I don't think as I said either side really played to the best of their abilities, so it'll be interesting to see late in the season if they can actually hit their straps because I wasn't disappointed by it, but I, I just think that neither side really played their best. I suppose it's hopeful for each set of fans that they can go to that next level. It was still a cracking game of footy. Though. It was, no, no doubt about that. It was the hard contested possession. In the wet as well. Yeah. Good game of footy on the Anzac Day as it always shows. Yeah, it was a brilliant day, brilliant occasion and Dane Swan came to the fore. He's his second best on ground in a row. Um, that was an incredible Just game. Just hit back at the critics. Yeah, it was, it was a great game from him. I mean, he... 42 possessions, 20 contested, 13 clearances and 3 goals. I mean, you can't really, statistically, you can't get a better game than that, can you? No, you can't. And dearly deserved the Anzac Day medal. Which he got one and won well, won easily in the end. Um, Scotty Penderbury backed him up as well with 34 possessions. But it was a great day. And, I mean, Collingwood probably deserved to win the end. They led it, um, led it every change. And so, yeah, they probably deserved the win, but... Came close, probably too close for their liking. Too close. They they should have pretty pretty much asked the sort of asked the cape in the third quarter maybe, but yeah, they let Essendon come back in that third quarter. But um, in the last, sorry, it's four goals to two in the last in favour of Essendon. So they did did fight back well. I mean, off a five day break as well. So it's exactly they both had five day breaks. So it was yeah exactly. But I mean, tied legs at the end there. But Jared Blair in the end, he he got up and he kicked the goal to win it for him. Hasn't Smith played a slashing game? 
first game at the club 13 years ago. And as he breaks the record, he comes in, he puts it through, and he can party like it's 1999 tonight. Well, Sydney got up for Goodsy in his 304th and record-breaking game. He broke the all-time Swans AFL Games record and really put in an absolute stellar performance as well. 20-odd touches, three goals, so just an absolute gem of a player is Adam Goods. And But more importantly, Sydney's big win. Right. Cracking win over Hawthorne. Down uh, in Tassie as well. It's hard to play down there. Yeah, exactly. Um, Hawthorne's fans always get behind him down in Tassie, but Sydney in the end with a 37-point win absolutely thrashed him in the end, ran away with it, and they were 20 points down at halftime. So it shows you how well Sydney did in the second half. I mean, Goods really inspired it with three goals all coming in the second half, but 20 points down. I mean, that was only seven points up. It uh, was a, what was it? Four goals to nothing. Third term, it was uh, 27 points to zero. So Hawthorne didn't score in that third term, and then Sydney's ran away with it. Seven goals to two last quarter. But I mean, again, Josh Kennedy probably arguably is fourth, oh, fourth best on ground in five games. So he'd be an early favourite for the Brownlow, you think? He has to be. I mean, he's he's leading the weekend to play with you voting. He's well out in front on that and. 27 touches, 11 tackles and 3 goals really came back to haunt his old side. I mean, they it gets the debate always gets thrown up with this Hawthorne they pick the best to recycle. And we've got this, the figures here that I mean the facts don't lie. They in uh, 2009 they traded Josh Kennedy and Ben McGlynn for picks 39, 46 and 70. So it's an obvious win for Sydney. I mean, if you look at those picks which Hawthorne got for it, Sam Grimbley with pick 39. Never, never heard of him. Never heard of him. Never never heard heard of him. Me neither. Don't blame me there. Ben Stratton with 46, which is all right. He's been all right. Yep. He's been all right. So you can't, mark, pick for him. can't mark that one down as a failure. And then they promoted a rookie with pick 70, which was Matt Suckling. But, I mean, that you can't really count that as an extra player. Even Ben McGlynn has come, he's come exactly. through and a quality player for Sydney. He's, he's made a couple good Really good games. I mean, um, last week he kicked three against you, didn't he, against yeah, North? He did, so he pretty much changed the game last week. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, what we were watching last night, Jason Dunstall on um, after the bounce said that he still felt Hawthorne made the right decision in letting him go because they were squad players and Sydney had this knack of picking up the uh, recycled players. But, I mean, look, in hindsight, that's a definite win for Sydney. Definitely. Josh Kennedy. Yeah. He's been coming to the elite level now. Yeah. He's able to take marks above his head. Yeah. He's, he can do it all. Get in under the packs as well. So it was a definite win for Sydney there. And they won the game in the end, 37 points. But um, I had a couple of questions to ask you. Number one, have we underrated Sydney a lot? They're 5-0. and zero. They're still second on the ladder to stop percentage behind West Coast. But they're 5-0. and zero. Can they go top four? And can they be a real premiership well, we contender? Ha- we definitely year? have underrated them. I, you said in a couple I, of episodes. I said like, a couple of episodes ago that it was, it was, that definitely, was definitely fake top eight. Yeah. But yes, we have underrated them. The, to start the season 5-0 and versus some quality sides, yeah. we've underrated them. Yeah, I'm with you there. And the second one I'll ask you, are we overrating Hawthorne? Or is it too early to call? It's still too early to call, too early to call for Hawthorne. They've played some quality sides. They've played... Sydney, Geelong, Collingwood. Yeah. And it's it's too early to tell with Hawthorne. But... I mean, and who else they lose to? They lost to uh, your mob. No, they lost to... Um, that was... Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. That was Geelong. <laughs> I hope we beat them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're two and three, uh, Hawthorne. But really, when you think about it, they've played West Coast over there. They've played Sydney, who are five and zip. And they've played uh, Geelong, which they lost to. And they've also played Collingwood, which they beat. 
So they they're so two played, and, they're two and three, but they've played four of arguably the best four sides in the exactly. competition. Exactly. So the, their run's going to get easy from here when they yep. once they play the the Melbournes, the GWS, the Gold Coast. Get some confidence up within the group, and That'd I can see right. them finishing in the top half of the top top four. Yeah. So you're in top four. <laughs> top four. Yeah. Still top four. With it's going to be a tight top four. But still, we see now Sydney coming up. We got Collingwood, yeah. Hawthorne, Carlton, West Coast. Geelong is still there. Geelong about that. Yeah, it's going to be tough to call. I mean, it's going to be packed, as we always say, but... So you're not... You don't think we're overrated in Hawthorne? Because I no, think... Not yet. I, I think that they should have won yesterday. They should have won. Down I, I still think they should have won. And, I mean, you can say they've had a tough run, but looking at their draw, I think they'd probably expect to be 3-2 or 4-1. I think they... They really... They should have beaten Geelong. They had that game in the bag against Geelong. They had it in the bag against Sydney when they were 20 points up. So basically, you call them chokers? I, I think... Well, you put the choker tag on them. We, we talked about this after the Geelong game. They were... What were they? Three goals up at three-quarter time. They were just 20 points up against Sydney at half-time, and they didn't score in that third quarter. I mean, I know Sydney had lift for goods, but they've got to be better than what they are at the moment. And Buddy Franklin still hasn't hit his straps. He's only kicked two goals. No, he didn't kick a goal. He didn't kick a goal, yeah. Zero three. I mean, we gave Ted Richards a vote um, in the Player of the Year award because he kept him goalless. But they, I mean, Hawthorne, they've got a man up, I think. I reckon that even though they've played, faced some tough opposition, they've got a man up. They have to man up. Yeah. All right, so now looking back at the rest of the weekend's action, starting on Friday night, Carlton got up against Freo at, uh, at Patterson Stadium. Tough trip over there, but got up by eight points against a fast-finishing Fremantle. Um... What were they? They were about 31 points up at one stage in the last quarter and Freo kicked the last four goals, but always had in the bag, didn't they, the Blues? They had more scoring, shall I say, Freo. Yeah, they kicked 7-15, and they I mean, they played that full ground press, which Ross Lyon likes to implement, and um, when you think about it, most of their shots were from outside 50, which just dribbled through just because they had no one in their fourth half, but... Um, but yeah, they, they, they didn't look bad for a minute, but I'm really impressed with the way Carlton um, kicked out of the press. I mean, they had to do these pros- short, precise kicks that could just um, work away from uh, the scrum of players that was in there, and it really worked well. I mean, as a Carlton fan, the one thing I was worried about throughout the year was how we're going to deal with sides like Hawthorne and West Coast that do play this way. I mean, we got our first taste of it this week, and we really did well to um, to get out of it and get away with a win. I mean, I know it was eight points, and it seemed closer than it actually was, but... Good win over there. And um, one thing I was also really impressed by as a Carlton fan was the return of Andrew Walker. Missed the first four weeks and... Yeah, he took Bark of the Year. Yeah, he took Bark of the Year as he, as he always tries to. But he kicked two goals and really looked quick, looked pacey. And so good to see Andrew Walker back because he's a real talent. Then on Saturday, Bulldogs, they just got up against GWS. Yeah, I started on like a house on fire. They did. Kept them goals in the first quarter. Did yeah, they? yeah, did very well. Um, Jeremy Cameron, who we've talked about before, he got a Rising Star nomination once and um, kicked five again, so he looks a real player, doesn't he? He's a very good talent, that kid. He, uh, first GWS player as well, we're going to point you out, to receive a vote in the Weekender Player of the Year. He polled one vote in that game. So well done, Jeremy Cameron, for a young star, kick five, did very well in Canberra, in front of Julie Gillard, kind of our <laughs> Prime Minister. So uh, Bulldogs, they, despite being goalless in the first quarter and going in, uh, a quarter time behind, they still managed to get they, up. Well, they're always going to yeah, they run around by the young side of GWS. Click into gear, and they did. They won by seven goals. Then in Twilight game on Saturday, North. My boys, North. They only... Well, they won by 34 points, but closer than they would have liked against a Gold Coast side with a host of players missing, and most prominent, of course, Gary Ablett. Well, you saw our tips 
in the, yeah. on the weekend. We tipped them by 100 plus. Yeah. But. Gold Coast, they really stuck it to you, didn't they? They did. They were up in the front at half time, yeah. but we were always going to run over them. Yeah. Just once we calmed it down. Yeah. And we, we just need to put the. We could have. We. They put the brakes on that in that first half, I have to think. They, I think they, they underestimated what Gold Coast were going to come out and do without players like Ablett and um, who else missed? Risky Tally missed, didn't he? Harbrow. Harbrow, exactly. But so. once we kick straight after yeah. the break, then it was always going to be. We were always going to win it. It's exactly right. Um, Carmichael Hunt, a good first half on Andrew Swallow. Um, he did. I ended up giving Swallow the, uh, the three votes. We gave him best on ground, but I mean, he kept him very well. And I mean,. He's had a couple of good beats, Carmichael. Yeah, yeah, we've we've been harsh on him before, but um, I mean, he only got sixteen touches in this game, but I think most of them were in the first half. And really, I mean, he did a great tagging job on Swallow. Um, kept him had less possessions at him at halftime. Did North's captain, but um, in the end, I think it was just more more fitness from Swallow and really all of the North midfielders, and they got on top. And um, and one thing I wanted to ask you about as a North fan was. Todd Goldstein was he dropped or was he rested for this he, game? He was he was dropped. He's just it's all about the form with Todd Goldstein. He he hasn't been playing well with Hamish McIntosh there yeah. and Drew Petrie, Shan the Ruckload. But he went back down to the VFL, played for North Ballarat at sixty four hit out. So yeah. I reckon he'll be back this week North yeah. to take on West Coast. But did but did Hamish McIntosh play a better game because of it? Well, I think he was very good. McIntosh. He had a very good game. You gave him you gave him two votes in yeah. the weekend. Uh, yeah. He had a good game, but. We we're playing the we're playing the two rucks. We we Brad Scott's implemented that game plan yeah. to play the two rucks, and it's going to show against West Coast next week. So he, will he come back into West Coast with Cox in that new? I reckon he will. Right. Right. Um, and then Saturday night, St Kilda played Melbourne. Melbourne, I feel so sorry for him. They they were, were close. They were so close. I mean, they didn't score in that last quarter, but they were they were very good, weren't they? They were close. They were very good. They were. Especially without Mitch Clark didn't play, so they didn't have that yeah. forward up front. Exactly, only three points down at um, at three quarter time, and I mean, I felt sorry for him because they. It's almost like they deserved to win in the end. You kind of felt that getting so close that they almost deserved it. But Lenny Hayes is just a fantastic player for what he's been through in the past year or two, for his age. He kicked an absolutely outstanding goal That's in that last hell. quarter. Just beat three players with um, some fancy footwork, and then. Straightened up to kick it. So well on St Kilda. Also well on to Stephen Milne on 500 goals there. And then up in Brisbane, same night for Simon Black's 300th. It's a very wet, wet night. Very wet, wet tropical storms going all the way through Brisbane and Geelong. Despite having less scoring shots than Brisbane, some some just outstanding statistic that 417 Brisbane kicked to Geelong's. Twelve seven. So actually, there was four less, two less scoring shots, but still won by thirty eight points. It was just the kick inefficiency, man. Yeah. So long, more experienced, more mature, and in they the just, yeah. They um. Then yeah, eventually they could, didn't they? They had the bigger bodies. In yeah. Them. Yeah. So, but um, Tom Hawkins. I'm a fan of Tom Hawkins. I'm a big fan. You're a big of fan. Tom I know. And um, <laughs> the only real thing that's been letting him down has been his kicking in the past. We saw that in the grand final. He changed the game last year's grand final because he took those big marks. And then, remember that one he handballed off to Steve Johnson just because he wasn't confident yeah, of kicking yeah. it. And Stevie J wheeled around and kicked it. But on the weekend, in the wet, kicking six straight. That's great for his confidence. Yeah, that's and perfect. a couple of brilliant pickups and plucks from the ruck as well that he kicked. So, I mean, if he can get that um, kicking game of his going, start kicking goals like six straight, um, he could be a real contender for... Colin Medal this year. I know he's in front by a fair way yeah. after four, five, five rounds. So, one under Tom Hawkins. Um, we said we felt sorry for Melbourne, but we really feel sorry for Richmond. 
Twice. Twice in two weeks they've challenged brilliant sides and gone down by 10 points both weeks. Damien Hardwick said during the week that he didn't want any more gallant losses. He didn't want people to be like, oh, well, at least they played well in the loss. He said they wanted to win, and they almost did. Um, they got so close. Yeah. <laughs> so, so close. In that last quarter, that was back and forth. The lead was changing, but West Coast was that just a bit extra quality, and they kicked the goal on the siren, didn't they? To, to seal it. To seal it. But, um, so it was probably close, and that was probably almost a kick in it. But, um, Richmond, they had some outstanding players. Uh, Trent Cotchin was fantastic. Dustin Martin was good. Delidio was good. But the one I want to bring up is Jack Rewalt. He copped a lot of the blame last night, um, especially in that last quarter. We saw, first of all, he missed that easy set shot, which he should have kicked in the last. And that would have put them in front as well. And then... Two seconds later, he has a turnover where he tries to kick it into the middle when he's 50 out. And West Coast got the end and kick a goal to pretty much seal it. So, I mean, I know he cops a lot of blame, but what do you think of Jack? He's, he's a, he's, he got back into the game. He took some good marks on the yeah. weekend. But kicking he, efficiency. Kicking efficiency. I saw, I saw the kick where he was outside 50. Yeah. He, kicked, he tried to spot out Dustin Martin about 40 out. Yeah. Kick it long to the square. Exactly. Put the big man... Under the ball. Especially because Brad Miller's playing such a good game. I mean, he should have really put it to him one out. Or gone all the way. He could have kicked that from 55 and could have gone all the way easily. So, but again, feel sorry for Richmond. I mean... Definitely feel sorry for Richmond. They, to be 1-4, and they could have so easily been 3-2. and I mean, they could have beaten Geelong. They could have beaten West Coast. They could have even beaten Carlton in round one when they got to six points in the last quarter, but fell away. And that's their problem. They just need to start winning games. I think now they've got that tough first five rounds out of their way. They could really um, keep going Could the Tigers. Um, and then finally, Adelaide, Port Adelaide, the showdown. Well, another good showdown match. There's yeah. always some quality between them two clubs. Down in South Australia, but Adelaide, they got up at the end. Yeah. Um, Port hit the front at three-quarter time. They're another one I feel sorry for for Port because they really shouldn't be one and four. They've been alright this they've year. Been, I've been impressed. They've with been Port. very good. I think they got close to um, Essendon. They got close to Sydney. They got close to Adelaide now, and even they come back well against Collingwood after um, being a long way down at quarter time. So I feel for them, but I mean Adelaide had too much class in the end. And Taylor Walker keeps impressing me. Kicked um, kicked six goals yesterday. I gave him the three votes, even though he didn't win the showdown medal. But um. Played really well, didn't he? He did. He did kick six goals, as you said. And but he did that slide in the last quarter. I did say that. The slide. Uh, he could miss a couple Will of weeks. You reckon he rubbed out? I reckon, he, I reckon at, at least one. I'm thinking at least one as well. Yeah, so not as good for him. But Paddy Dangerfield, he did win the uh, the uh, showdown medal. 39 disposals. Bit of a breakout game for him. Yeah. 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 I, I've always rated him. But I think yesterday... With all eyes on the showdown, I mean, not even just in Adelaide. I mean, everyone around the country had been watching that game, and he showed what he could do, didn't he? He did, and that's well, he's in my Super Coach side, so got I needed the, him. So got to the points in the end. So yeah, they're the winners for this week. With finishing with Adelaide defeating Port. <laughs> all right. Well, a new segment this week. Um, every, each and every week from now on, me and James will be doing a, the likes and dislikes of the weekend. We'll pick out one thing we liked from the weekend, one thing we disliked, James. What'd you like from round five? My like goes to Josh Kennedy. He yep. started. He started the game. We we had about four disposals in the first quarter. Started off very slow. Yep. Then once Sydney, he once he he turned the game when he needed to. When he needed, he, when they were down at half he got he he took control of the ball. He kicked goals. He took marks. He had twenty seven touches, eleven tackles, three goals, and he pretty much turned the game basically for Sydney. Yeah. 
and he's he's really come as a player yep. as when he's come to Sydney. Yeah, he's done very well since he's got there. What about dislikes, James? What didn't you like? Well, my Empire? dislike goes to the the goal line technology again. Yeah, you had it, a winch about last week, but it took away the spirit. The Collingwood win took away the spirit. They had to go back to the video review system, wait for the the umpire upstairs to yeah. call it a goal. Yeah. He just took, took away. about five minutes. All the fans were waiting. They just everything. wanted to know who won the game. If it was a goal, it wasn't a goal. There was no need to go to that video umpire. It was yeah. a clear goal. Went a meter over the line. Yeah, so, true. So you can trust the umpire. Trust, trust the, goal the umpire's umpire. goal. He was. He called a goal. Both umpires didn't say anything. Goal. Goal. Yeah. The uh, the ridiculous voice on the boat the... doing the uh, doing the sound over. Put a bit of passion end. into it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what about you, Riley? Really? Likes, dislikes. My likes this week are the bottom five sides on the ladder. I know that could be counted as five separate likes, but um, Port Adelaide, Richmond, Gold Coast, Greater Western Sydney and Melbourne. I mean, they all showed a lot of fight on the weekend. I felt sorry for them all for losing. I mean, Gold Coast, they stuck it to North in the uh, first half, in front at half-time. Greater Western Sydney, they were in front at quarter time. I think it was probably the first time in their history they've been in front at quarter time. They were in front against Bulldogs, kept them scoreless. Melbourne, only three points down in the third quarter against St. Kilda. Richmond should have beaten West Coast, felt sorry from there. And Port, who were in front at three-quarter time. I think they showed great great um, spirit against sides, which were a long way above them. And what about your dislikes? Dislikes? Dislikes. Um, Ross Lyon this week. Ross Lyon? Ross Lyon. That tactic he employed, the full ground press. I know it's working for West Coast and Hawthorne, but for God's sake... Just... Let the game live. Let it breathe. I mean, the amount of plays around a, a stoppage at every time, you couldn't get it clear, and it was so boring to watch. And then when Freo got the ball, so many times Pavlich marked 70 out and then had to wait about 10 seconds before someone would run past him into the forward 50. That's why they kicked seven goals 15, because every time they took a mark, they were 50 out, they drilled it into the forward line, and it rolled through for a point because they were kicking from 50, 60 out. It's part of their game plan, though. Let, That's what happens. Exactly, but they kicked seven fifteen because of it. Let the game breathe. Let their running players like Fife and Duffield, let them do their jobs. So what are you going to say through. if it works and they win a game like that? I don't think, come September, they will win a game playing like that. Big game, if they play a side in Melbourne, if they make the eight and they play a side like North Melbourne or Essendon on the MCG on a big ground, they won't beat them at the MCG doing that. Big call. Big call, yeah, but they won't. Back to that. Yep. <laughs> Alright, so looking ahead to next week, round six, um, starting with a few previews. Starting with Saturday night, Sydney versus Adelaide at the SCG. Big game for both sides. Big game, right? Sydney. Sydney should, should win that. Or should uh, win. After Adelaide coming after, come beating Port by 19 points. Will, do you reckon they'll challenge them? No. I, 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 still, I still just think that maybe we're overrating Adelaide a bit too much. They weren't convincing against um, Port. They weren't convincing against Bulldogs. I don't think that they've been that good so far to start the year. I think they've had a pretty easy run. I haven't been convinced by any of their wins. So I think um, until they get a big scalp, and this is a chance for them to get a big scalp, until they do that, I still won't be too much in favour of them. No disrespect to Adelaide, of course, because they are still had a good start of the season. But And especially in Sydney, it's a tough It's a yeah, tough ask. It's a tough ask, but it's a tough cha- It's a good challenge. Good for chance. They can, they can, if they can take Sydney, take Sydney, take the game to Sydney, yeah. then... They may they may be top eight contenders. Exactly. Um, and then on Sunday, Port Adelaide versus Richmond. Both were unlucky last week. Port have been showing a lot. Richmond have been showing a lot. It's in Adelaide, which I think really evens this game out. This would be a good game to see where both teams are at. That's exactly right. If Richmond can win, mm-hmm. then 
against Port in Adelaide, then yep. maybe maybe top eight. Maybe. maybe finals isn't just beyond them yet. They're one and four, but as we said, they've had a tough start. So um, maybe just they're still around the mark. They're still around, and I think if they can win this week, that maybe it can kickstart their season and get it going. And maybe and, even Port. Yeah, exactly. Put some confidence in the club, within the fans, to get a couple wins on board. I think they're in the exact same position as Richmond. How they've been a bit unlucky to lose games against Essendon, against Collingwood, um, and now against Adelaide in the weekend. So now they've got a chance to really, really take it to Richmond. And then to finish off the round, West Coast North. I think this will be a better game than what people think. I think West Coast might be tested, especially after coming against Richmond. They had a couple injuries as well. West uh, Coast. Yep. Josh Kennedy, Mitch yep. Brown came off as well. Yep. I can I can North can do something. Yeah. Do just I don't know, just something. do something. Something. They do play well against West Coast. In Subi at Subi yep. in Perth. I reckon we can bring the game to them. Yep. Um I'm still gonna tip West Coast. I'm thinking tipping North. Really? I think North will get up. Uh, he's tipping here. He's tipping here. He's tipping North. It'll be a very good game, but I'm tipping North. Alright, I'm going with West Coast. Um looking ahead to the Weekend of Player of the Year, five rounds. Um, Josh Kennedy leads with 11 votes. Scott Pendlebury's got nine. He's chasing. And then Gary Ablett, Lenny Hayes, and Brent Stanton all have eight. Um, there's a full list of the top ten on the Weekend of Player of the Year. So get in, get on board and have a look there. Um, in terms of the Coleman medal after five rounds, Tom Hawkins leads that. He's kicked, eight in the, kicked six on the weekend, which means he goes to... 18. Taylor Walker, who also kicked six on the weekend, he's on 15, so he's the chasing. And then Eddie Betts and Aaron Edwards, our boys, are on 14 each there. chasing. In third each. Um, And then the ladder, uh, West Coast and Sydney, the only teams are still five and zip. So they're out in front. Carlton and Adelaide round out the top four. But interesting to see that Fremantle, Collingwood and Hawthorne, they're still in the bottom eight. So they're sides that could really push up and try and take a spot of the top eight. Remember to get on board at theweekender.wordpress.com or like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash theweekenderblog. James, it's been fantastic having you in again this weekend. Been podcast today. Been very nice. Yeah. We'll uh, speak again next week. Thank you and enjoy the next week of footy.